Hello, happy new year, happy 2019. I hope your year is off to a great start. Off to a great start here at the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I interviewed fat loss coach Carter Good. You may be familiar with Carter from Instagram. If not, you should definitely head over there and check him out at Carter Good. Carter and I talk all about fat loss. We talk about New Year's resolutions. We talk about motivation. If you're feeling a surge of motivation right now, like how can you put that motivation to the best use? We talk about what helps his clients to be so successful and how you can be that successful. If you're a coach, we talk about what has made Carter such a successful online coach, and he gives you some really good advice in that way. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Hi, Carter. Oh, How you are you? Now? I'm good. I Do can... I sound okay? I can hear you fine. I just didn't know if maybe my mic was not working for some reason. I can totally hear you. Where are you calling oh, me from good. today? Um, from a, uh, a 2018, uh, Honda Civic, uh, <laughs> outside of the gym where my girlfriend is currently training. <laughs> ah, okay. So you're yep. home. You're, you're not yes, still yes. traveling. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm here for, uh, we're actually going to New York, uh, for, for New Year's, but right now oh, just, just fun. home and home for a few days. So. Are you guys driving to New York? Or are you flying? No, we're flying. I, 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 it's like I have this thing with driving now where I used to, before I like started like doing fitness stuff online, um, I used to work a, a job where like the whole job was basically I drove around and like inspected homes and like for the bank and like okay. I spent like 10 to 12 hours a day driving. And so ever since then, I've like made a pact that I'll never, if, if anything's over like four hours, I fly. You fly. Like, and if I can't, or, or yeah. And I'm like, and I'm really big on like doing like the credit cards that have like the flight points and stuff and finding smart flights. And so. Got it. Uh, Got it. Yeah, so. Well, from the back of your car, I'm so glad you're calling in. Thanks for being Absolutely, here. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us. So Carter, um, I would love it if you would fill everyone in on your background. I know we, we come from a similar place and that we've both undergone a massive physical transformation. And I would love for you to kind of talk us through that. What inspired your transformation? Um, how did you do it? Uh, what was the result? That kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Just just like strictly fitness stuff right now? Yes. Let's stick with that gotcha. right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. So yeah, so um, for me, it basically, I mean, started whenever I was a kid, like, um, even like, you know, before I was even a, a teenager, um, I always struggled with my weight. Um, I was never like, like overly heavy, um, or like it, it was like a medical issue or anything, uh, you know, just 30 to 40 pounds or something, but, you know, growing up, I was always considered a, a chubby kid. Um, and I really though, didn't start packing on weight. Um, well, I guess to take it back, I, I had tried dieting, um, growing up as a kid, uh, never anything intense. Like I had Weight Watchers a few times, but obviously never stuck to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really didn't start packing on weight until high school. So um, my sophomore year, uh, my parents got a divorce. And at the time, you know, in the moment, usually when those things happen, different people respond different or different you know, people respond differently in the situations. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who sort of goes into myself, right. And doesn't really outwardly express stuff. And, and looking back, it's clear that I was using food as sort of my escape because I, I think that year, um, within like, you know, six to eight months, I went from like 240 or something up to like 305 pounds. And, wow. I, and I'm six foot, like, I'm not like a tall person or anything like crazy tall person. So, you know, I was definitely bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like my highest weight. And, um, I actually kind of quickly turned that around. Um, cause I think I got to that weight around like, uh, 
I can't remember the exact year, but it was like May or something like that, May or, or June. And then that next October is whenever I kind of started my uh, like fitness journey. Um, and initially um, the motivation to lose weight uh, was pretty, you're pretty standard 16 year old guy uh, reasoning. Um, it was for a girl and I was talking to this girl and I thought that we were like, gonna be a thing and it was like the definition of friend zone right like if uh, you looked it up in the urban dictionary totally got friend zone I mean I, you know I was it was one of those things and so that like initially is what motivated me uh to lose weight um and I literally started out by just like running sprints outside my house I had like a hill outside my house and yeah. um and not even a lot with nutrition starting out and I lost like 20 pounds pretty quickly and then uh at that point it sort of shifted and because I was seeing results kind of for the first time ever on the diet, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was kind of motivated to continue seeing results. And um, I actually lost a lot of weight very quickly um, through just honestly, just like crazy amounts of cardio. Like I would go to the gym every day on the elliptical uh, for like an hour and mm-hmm. then uh, lift weights for like an hour. Um, and then I was just like crazy crash dieting. Um, and I always tell people like, I would never, obviously, if I'm working with clients or giving people advice, I never recommend them to do it the way I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think the only reason I was able to be successful is one, because I'm very much like a, I'm a very stubborn person and I kind of go all or nothing with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, you know, I was in high school, didn't have kids, didn't have a job, yeah. didn't have any other responsibilities other than the fitness stuff, right? I mean, honestly, like not that it was easy, but mm-hmm. I absolutely had it easier than what yeah. a lot of people do with all their responsibilities. And so um, through doing that, I actually lost, you know, over a hundred pounds and probably, I think it was like seven to eight months. Like it was very, very, wow. very quick. Um, and then it kind of slowed down a bit. Um, and what's funny is, uh, and I always tell people this, you know, I lost a lot of weight and, and, you know, eventually losing like 130, 140 pounds. Um, but that was part of, part of like, whenever I lost weight, that's almost when I struggled the most mentally. Um, because I, for so long in my life, um, especially through high school, uh, identified as like the person losing weight Mm -hmm. and then whenever I went off to college no one really knew me as that anymore and that's whenever it was like I started to really think about okay like what is it I really want from this weight loss and and honestly I would like isolate myself I wasn't very social or anything and that's sort of what uh inspired me to sort of find that flexibility and honestly start to read more and learn more about nutrition and exercise and what actually matters and um, kind of finding that balance, which I sort of preach heavily today. So, so you went off to college and you weren't getting that constant feedback of like, wow, you look amazing. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. You weren't getting that anymore because no mm-hmm. one knew you as anything other than the current Carter. And that's when yeah. you struggled. Yeah. And it's funny. And, and even saying that now it's, kind of clear probably what was happening was you know I never really did it for myself I did it for the um feedback from other people yeah right and their compliments and so whenever I lost that I had to kind of reanalyze and and reassess the situation there just thinking okay why am I even doing this anymore like is this what I really want and I I determined it is what I wanted but I, I really shifted my mindset and realized that you know yes this fitness stuff is important to me and it's changed my life but you know, I'm missing out on all these other areas in my life too. And I, you know, my goal at that point was to really find that balance that worked. So what were you doing at that point, like nutrition and training wise, you're saying you kind of lost yourself in it. What, what were you doing? Oh man. So I, I have to look back on it. Cause it's funny how I'm a huge fan of like tracking nutrition now and, and using that to learn about nutrition. But at the time I was like not tracking anything. Mm. Um, what I did was 
I remember I came across like a bodybuilding.com article and I cannot remember what it is. I always look for it, but um, it basically had a workout routine and a diet plan. And the workout routine was, um, it was like seven days a week in the gym. Mm. Um, and the, and the diet was like the same meal for every single meal, except for breakfast. Breakfast was like oatmeal. And then uh, lunch, and then there was like five other meals. They weren't really lunch or dinner or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like tilapia, uh-huh. rice, and Chicken, vegetables. broccoli. Yep. Oh yeah. The, the standard, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, but what I did was instead of eating the breakfast and then four other meals, I would do breakfast and then two other meals. And so looking back, doing oh. the math, because I, I knew how, what the quantities were, it was probably like 1,200 to 1,300 calories, wow. which for a, which Six for, you know, for like, guy. 300 pound guy, no wonder I was losing weight so quickly yeah. um, at the time. And obviously that wasn't very sustainable. And, and I kind of got into a mode where um, I never seriously struggled with overeating or binge eating or anything. Um, but it was just kind of a constant cycle weekly of, you know, 1200 calories, 1200 calories, 1200 calories. And I'd have like a 3,500, 4,000 calorie day. Right. Uh-huh. So it would end up evening out, but it was the mental strain that really took its toll. And where did you go from there? How did you get from there to being in a position where you could actually coach people? Like what happened to shift Mm -hmm. for you to kind of come to peace with, with nutrition? Yeah, I I, honestly, it came down to like knowing that there had to be another way because I had seen, you know, obviously everyone who's in the fitness was not struggling the way I was. Mm. Um, And like, I knew there had to be something else. So I started reading online, reading books and one thing went to another and I actually came across, um, uh, an article by Alan Aragon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure some of your listeners know who he is, but he's basically uh, uh, talking about, you know, flexible dieting and, and talking more about like the, the science of, of nutrition and, and none of the like absolutes talking about what matters most and foods and, and saying, you know, teaching some of the things like there are no bad, good and bad foods. And that led mm-hmm. me to guys like um, Lane Norton, who's also, you know, a very intelligent uh, you know, nutritionist and, and exercise guy um, and people like that. And slowly but surely, I, I started to just dive into that whole world um, of just like science-based you know, nutrition and exercise. And then uh, started to also honestly get into more personal development stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and reading books like, you know, the power of habit and, you know, all these, all these things that, um, sort of teach you why you do the things that you do and, um, kind of combining both of those things together. And that's really what made the difference for me was, uh, really learning about nutrition and then being clear with what my goals were as with fitness and with my life and, and figuring out how those things kind of coincided together. Got it. So then when you're coaching people, you must have so much that you can draw from just personal experience of you know, mm-hmm. empathy and feeling what, you know, what they might be feeling at, at various moments of their, of their struggle. And so I think that that's an amazing thing. So what led you to becoming a fat loss coach then? How did that happen? Yeah. So, um, so I was in college and, and I mentioned actually right now we got on the phone, that job I was working. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so I was in college and that was kind of in the period where um, you know, I don't like to use the word depressed because I wouldn't say that I was like clinically depressed, but I was just like, you know, very unhappy with my situation and kind of felt hopeless at the time. And so I, I started working for my stepdad, um, in the same city I went to school. So I was going to school full-time and I was working full-time. So all I did was work and, and go to school and then work out. And, and at that time reading about nutrition and stuff and, and learning as much as I could. Um, and then I started, um, blogging and, uh, there's a guy, his name's, um, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Visual, his, his website's called Visual Impact Fitness. Okay. He used to have, there used to be a website called um, Fitness Black Book. 
Um, it's going to come to me in like 10 minutes from now. I'm just going to shout it out. Uh, but uh, Rusty Moore, Rusty Moore's his name. That's it. Okay. Uh, he just he was blogging. I love the way he wrote. And like, for some reason that just inspired me to like, okay, I kind of want to do this. Like I, I like to help people when they ask me questions. And um, cause at that time, I, I think I had been like featured on quest nutrition's Instagram uh, just for like my transformation. And, okay. and I loved it when people asked me questions. And so I got more into blogging and I started to read and, and even get into programs, different like uh, programs you can buy that people teach you how to like start your own blog and build your own website and do that stuff. And um, one of those websites uh, or one of those programs I was in had like a Facebook group and there was this um, offer that was like the owner of it or whatever reached out and said, hey, we're looking for like three to four people who would want to join this internship um, for this bigger fitness company. And, um, I was one of the four who were selected and I immediately moved down to Florida to do that. Okay. Uh, and so I did that for about eight months, um, and made some friends down there. Um, you know, uh, one of them who I live with now, who we're, we're all great friends and stuff, but I actually left the internship early, um, because while I was down there, I was still building my website. And I just realized that, know it's something that I knew I wanted to do for myself and so um to move down there I dropped out of college and then I actually moved back up to uh my hometown to live with my mom um and then I just started my business from uh just my childhood bedroom which was like really? space decorated in Star Wars and space stuff <laughs> like so every day it was just me and like the Star Wars room just like uh you know creating content uh and everything like that so that's amazing so how long have you been coaching online then so I think it's been, I think this, I think it's been about close to three years now. Got it. So people, I think, yep. don't often have a good understanding of what working with an online coach is all about. They hear it and they're like, mm -hmm. well, how does that even work? Like, what do you even do? So why don't you tell us a little bit, like, how, how do you help your clients? What do you do with them? Yeah. And so um, obviously, just like you would train somebody in person, I think that you know, everyone's going to have their own way of doing things um, for me. And the people I work with. So typically, you know, I'm not working with like athletes or, you know, super high level competitors or anything. Uh, most of the time, I would say like my average client is between the age of like 30 to 50. Usually they have kids and a job, right? And so just a very like somebody who just wants to lose weight and, and get in shape and doesn't worry about, you know, having the heaviest squat and the biggest biceps, mm -hmm. right? They just want to be healthy. And so what I found is that honestly, and this is something I preach all the time, even my clients, whenever I'm on the call with a potential client, whenever I'm posting on Instagram is I always say, you know, fitness is very simple and what you actually need to, need to do. The problem is that it's just not easy. Yeah. Um, especially when you start to think about implementing it. And so whenever I work with people, you know, my goal is obviously to educate people, but not overwhelm them because, you know, most people don't need to understand the Krebs cycle or understand, you know, the minute stuff. They just need to understand the basics and, and really master the basics. And whenever I'm working with people, my goal is more so with each client to figure out, okay, how can we implement these universal truths? Like the things that you need to do to lose weight and be healthy into your life. Um, and so what I always do with my coaching is it's, I'm very big on accountability and communication. Um, like, like one thing I do with my clients right now is like, I, I have like, regular check-ins, um, with my clients, uh, just because I find that that is the most important thing, yeah. um, is the more that we're touching base and talking about things, the better. Cause you know, I'm not like, I, I always say, you know, it's, if someone lived in a ward and they had no distractions, no job, like no kids, no, you know, spouse, nothing around them, no fun, no, no obligations. 
like it would be easy just to stick to their diet and exercise yeah. plan. Um, it's everything else that makes it hard. And so that's really where I like to put the attention on is like, how can we, can we put implement this into your life essentially? So love that. Love that. So tell us about one of your most successful clients. Yeah. And so, um, let me think here. I'm always very like hesitant with like success stuff, at least from a physical standpoint, just because like everybody, you know what it does, it doesn't even wants... have to be, a, it could be, any yeah, kind of, right. it could be any kind of success you want to talk about any kind of yes. non-scale victory, scale victory, whatever. Just tell us something. Yeah. I was actually, somebody successful. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to, I was going to turn it into that right there actually. So um, honestly, I would say a client who I'm working with right now, who I've been working with for a long time, um, her name's Erica and she, Erica and Linderman. She won't mind that I say that because she actually has a public Instagram. It's like, I think it's the healthy teacher. Um, I oh. would say, honestly, from when we started to now, she is like a night and day difference, not only physically, but like mentally to where now she's helping, you know, other teachers who are trying to lose weight, like giving them advice wow. and doing all that. It's awesome. And, and she actually lives, um, in Columbus where I live. And so occasionally we'll meet up for coffee, um, and, and talk and do stuff. Um, but man, there's, I have plenty of other clients, but she's the one who comes to mind just cause I talked to her today, but it's, it's incredible. Like she's just a completely different person. And since we've, uh, worked together, like she's gotten engaged and I don't like just her confidence and her just like bigger and just all the things that she's doing in her life now have just like completely changed. And that's awesome. I mean, honestly, like that's probably the most rewarding thing is just seeing her, you know, really thrive and be her best self. That's fantastic. I actually recognize her handle. She's come on lives that I've been on before Yes, and, and mm-hmm. chatted with me. Yeah. So what do you yep. think helped her to be so successful? You're talking about how she's kind of gotten all this confidence. What do you think it was? Yeah. Honestly, and this is, this is funny. It's like, because she, and why I like to use her as an example is because when we started together, she struggled a lot and she'll admit that too. Like she, really struggled with, you know, breaking some of the, the habits that she had and the mindset, you know, the things that she struggled with. And um, what's funny is it get, was never one big aha moment mm-hmm. or one big magical, like total switch. Really what I think, well, what I know was the difference for her was the consistency she had. And like, she's been, you know, consistent, obviously, you know, a little like went on vacation, had some days where she was off plan, you know, fell off a little bit, but like she has been relatively pretty much consistent for the last like, you know, two years of her life with her fitness and in a, each day may not be very meaningful. It's one of those things where, you know, it's like lifting where, which I guess is kind of the same thing, but with lifting, you know, one workout isn't that special. It's the combination of all these workouts yeah. over time that really leads to something. And I think it's honestly just her consistency and being in situations where she's messed up. And instead of letting that like get, get her down or cause her to totally give up she's like adjusted from it right and learned from it and and knew you know how to make a better choice in the future um that's what i think it's been it's just been incremental improvements every single day and her just consistently choosing to do that yeah i love what you just said there about the idea because my next question was going to be for you what do you say to people who struggle with consistency and i think you kind of already answered it there with your last piece there that you said yeah. which is when she struggled that she would just get right back in, into doing it and mm-hmm. i think that's such a key for consistency what else would you say to people who struggle yeah. with consistency mm, so yeah just really quickly touching that last one something i always say just cuz i'm really big on like sayings and like having little mantras yeah um with that i say it's not that there there are no wins and losses there are only wins and lessons like obviously that. there's going to be those moments where you do really well, like you have your wins, but even in moments when you mess up or slip up or go off plan, 
it's not that you are doing anything bad, like overeating, you're not being a bad person. You know, when you skip workout, you're not being you know bad. It's more so, you know, whatever the situation was clearly now you need to be more mindful of that moving forward. So it was a lesson yeah. that you need to learn from. And the goal is like, learn from the lesson, right? Don't just acknowledge it, learn from that lesson and use it to improve yourself in the future and, and not make that same mistake, or at least, you know, do things that will reduce how frequently you make that mistake or, or go off track or whatever. So um, I love that. I love another that. One right now. You know, and I um, think being aware of that going into it, knowing like there's going to be wins and I like how you put it wins and lessons mm-hmm. and expecting those yeah. bumps and knowing that it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. It's not going to be all smooth sailing. I think that's really helpful. Yeah, for sure. Um, another one I would say that I'm really into is um, honestly, it's, and it's so cliche, but just patience. Yeah. <laughs> Cause what tends to happen is, cause like Erica's a great example. Um, she started out very impatient, but then kind of you know, embraced the process. And that's really when changes started to happen. But um, what tends to happen is people greatly overestimate what's possible in yeah. the short term, like four to six weeks, but they overestimate what's possible when they do their best consistently in the long term, like four to six months and longer. And I don't know, that's what I try to drill into people's head because everyone's just like the weight loss, the whole issue with the weight loss industry and diets is it's already focused on a metric of, I want to lose weight so that I can do this, right? Like I'll do this diet. So once I get to my goal, I'll be done. But instead it's more about, you have to to shift your mindset into thinking like you are honestly going to have to change parts about you who you are and and that can be intimidating and I think that's why most people don't like to Mm -hmm. think about that they like to jump on the fad diets or whatever because it's like a quick solution um but I the way that I try to help people get over that mindset is reminding them that it's like not a race Mm -hmm. right and like this is not like you don't you don't have to weigh this amount by this date or anything like that and um something I I shared that kind of resonated with people is I say um you know imagine it's five years from now like are you really going to care if it took you six months or 12 months or even yeah. 18 months to achieve your goals. You won't because instead you'll be happy in that moment that you chose to really learn and, and build a lifestyle out of this that is now allowing you to maintain your results. Forever. Yeah. And the reality is if you don't take the amount of time that it needs to make those sustainable changes five years from now, you so new year's is upon us. Are you a fan of new year's resolutions? Um, I actually am. I know some people hate on New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm not a fan if it's like November and someone's saying November or January 1st, I'm going to do this. But um, I do like it from the standpoint of like, I mean, people like we have, like we start our day every 24 hours, we start our week on Monday. Like it's a convenient time to start mm-hmm. for people because it's right after the holidays. And, and the reality is it's hard to do this during the holidays. Um, but I, you know, and so in that sense, but still, I think it just goes back to, you know, starting January 1st is fine. Just make sure that when you are starting, you're not doing some crazy, you know, 90 day or, I mean, 90 day challenges are fine, but just have the mindset of knowing that, you know, you're not just making these changes for a short period of time in 2019. So you can hit the beach in, in the summer. It's like, yeah. remember, whatever you're changing, it's going to be a lifestyle change. And so if somebody wants to wait until January 1st to do that, I'm totally cool with it. I'm really just more concerned about when they are starting, making sure that their headspace is in, in the right place. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I've kind of gone back and forth in recent years, like, do I like them? Do I not like them? Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of, I've come to the idea that yeah. it's just as good as any other day. It's not better. Yes. It's not worse. Um, mm-hmm. There can be a little more pressure on people, right? Because everybody's like, new year, new me. But 
as long as, like you said, they have their headspace right. It's the same as if they did it on July 1st. Yep. Yeah. And the thing is, is like my weight loss was a New Year's resolution. Was like it? I kind of started. Yeah. Essentially, like I kind of started in October and November a little bit, but like it didn't get serious until January 1st. Got and it. so I, and I always tell people that, you know, there's no right way to do it. I just think that the problem with the January 1st mindset is the same problem with like the diet starts on Monday mindset. Yeah. People will just cont- consistently like use that as their reason to, you know, go off plan in the short term. So. Right. And put it off. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, since it is January, a lot of people are feeling a high level of motivation, but you and I both know that motivation doesn't always stick around forever. What's your best advice Mm -hmm. for somebody who's struggling to feel motivated and they want to get motivated? Man, um, so many things. I'm trying to think of a, uh, a pretty like common one that I tend to do. Hmm. Something that I always tell people to do is really embrace planning and, um, it doesn't necessarily have to mean you have to plan your, all your meals for a week. It doesn't mean you have to plan your, all your workouts for a whole month. Um, something I like for people to do is just plan their next 24 hours. Ooh, I love and that. the reason, um, and, and I like that because it gives you a structure each day, but it gives you enough flexibility throughout the week to not feel like you're, you know, stressed about things changing all the time. Yeah. Um, and so if someone is super motivated right now, I would put that motivation towards, um, you know, finding foods that you like, like like take the time to like build a plan mm-hmm. right and to have you know how certain days might look like find meals that you enjoy that work out in ways that you like and and really master that planning for your life so that when you aren't as motivated because it will happen right like you and I both know like people will go in and out of being motivated when you have a more of a plan it's a lot harder to not do it like a lot of times when people tell me they don't feel motivated to work out or eat healthy um I think that that's there but more often than not, I feel like it's just because they don't really know what to do mm. or, or they don't really have a plan. So like there's a bunch of other mental effort that they have to put into to figure out, okay, what workout am I going to do? Am I doing the right workouts? Am I even working the right muscles yeah. or with their diet? Like, am I eating the right number of calories? Am I eating the right <laughs> foods? If you already know what to do, it's a lot, like, you really have to be like, man, I'm just not motivated to do any of this, even though I know exactly what right. I have to do. Um, it, it's just an extra step or it takes away those steps and, and it doesn't make you, you don't have to think about it as much. And that's almost the goal is like the less you can think on a day-to-day basis about what you need to do, the better. Yeah. Because then you just, then you're just doing and doing gets results yeah. and that's motivating. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. Fantastic. So what are some of your big goals for 2019? Man. Um, so, I mean, physically at this point, like, you know, I would say, just to continue doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, I, it's funny. I actually do have some, like, I'm, I'm sort of motivated to get into something else. Um, I thought it was powerlifting, but part, and part of me wants to get into like, uh, something a bit more athletic, like, um, like boxing, but I think more so like MMA stuff oh. and because I am like, I am a terrible, like I could not win a fight right now. Like I would, I, not that like, I want to just go look for fights, but I don't know. There's just something about like knowing like how to defend myself that like is like, I'm going to motivate me right now. So um, my goal is to sort of find something, whether it's boxing or MMA or whatever, to sort of something athletic that is not lifting that I can start doing um, just as a, as a supplement, right. Or, or something else to do at this point. Um, Wait, if you get into boxing, wise, yeah, we can yeah. have a boxing match between you and Jordan. It could be like fitness oh coaches gosh. box just, off. 
<laughs> I would already beat Jordan. I'm not even worried about. I'm not worried about him. He's like I, that's yeah. That's that's a that's that's child's play for oh, me. Gosh. I can take care of him. You're calling it now, right? Stare down. You, you could win that yeah. match. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like Jordan has some strong glutes. He has like a strong, <laughs> like a strong base. He could probably like throw a, a pretty hard jab. But I don't think he could handle my elusiveness. Your elusiveness. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he could if he could if he can hit me, then he might win. But I don't think he hit me. I think I'm too quick. Okay, okay, good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind in case um, I ever box you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, uh, yeah. So other goals, um, you know, business wise, I mean, honestly, um, my goal is just to continue being able to help people however I can, whether it's you know working with clients. Um, I, I have been looking more into other ways of how to help people. Uh, one thing that I really want to get into just as like a personal commitment and maybe even saying it on this podcast will help, right? Make it real is, um, being more diligent about posting on other platforms, um, or, or creating just more content. Uh, cause sometimes, you know, I can get a little, uh, one direction, like with always posting on Instagram mm-hmm. or other things. Like I, I want to get more in front of the camera. Um, because I'm not, not that I'm incredibly awkward right now, but it's definitely not my favorite thing to okay. do. But I also understand that, you know, a lot of people like watching videos. So you think in YouTube? Um, it's one of those things where YouTube, um, I'm actually start. I've started sort of making these short videos on my Instagram story. Um, just, and I'm, and I'm actually going to be making that, uh, it's funny, January 1st actually <laughs> is my deadline to make that a day. So every day in January, I'm going to have one of those stories. It's like a 30 day challenge. Okay. Um, but hopping in the video, into YouTube stuff, and it's funny. I actually, uh, for Christmas, I bought um, my girlfriend Kaylin a um, like a, a vlogging camera that is like a like a really nice like vlogging camera that like Casey Neistat uses. And my mom actually um, gave me her really good digital like like it's like a, a Canon like one of the really professional cameras. Okay. And so I'm kind of creating an environment where I don't have excuses. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing as like if someone can't work out like. I basically just like built a home gym and like laid out my workout clothes in the morning. It's like the equivalent of doing that. Like I'm reducing the barrier to entry to where like, if I don't make a video, I have to tell myself it's not a priority and and it is a priority. That's fantastic. um, I love that. So what, what are you going to be talking about in these daily Instagram uh, story videos? Do you have a plan for like what what kind Uh, of stuff you're going to cover? Are you just going to talk about what you're thinking about? random whatever hits me um i'm thinking about maybe doing something where like i ask a question the day before and say hey for my video tomorrow ask me what do you want me to talk about kind of thing um but right now i think it's just going to be talking about anything and fitness probably i might talk about other stuff like mindset stuff maybe even relationship stuff um whatever but probably sticking any every anything that would involve like you know self-development and becoming the best version of yourself so got it do you not talk much on your stories on video now um, I do. I think I use it honestly more as like, like I, I, I don't do a lot of like direct talking. I mean, I have like in the past week or two, yeah. um, usually it's just like throughout my day. Like if I'm eating something, here's a picture of me making coffee, <laughs> the dripping Drake. Here's like me making a party plate. Got it. Here's me doing something. Uh, so it's, it's honestly more of just like a, a little vlog on my story or if I could create a new post, Hey, go try out this post. Um, but I want to just be more focused on providing more value in, in those stories and i just doing like face-to-face videos is sort of my uh gonna be my first go at it love that so i'm sure there will be some coaches listening to this you've built a, an extremely successful online business in a relatively short period of time uh what do you think have been some of the keys to that success Man, I, I mean i will say like 
definitely i mean it's just like fitness the consistency yeah. right uh whenever i started and i went full in on this um i mean ag- again like i had support of my family um and i was able to really invest all of my time into this um i was i had a lot of savings stuff just from whenever i was in high school and working for clark or for my stepdad um i you know i saved up a lot of money and stuff and so like that wasn't really an issue so i could invest a lot of time but really i just think it's been making my focus always be helping others. And, and you and I both are, you know, obviously um, heavily influenced by, by Jordan, um, Jordan Saya. And, and that's something that he has preached to me, you know, ever since me and him became friends and he started like giving me advice was, you know, if you're going into this wanting to make money, you're going to mm-hmm. fail. Just like if you're going into losing weight with the goal of just losing weight for like the sake of losing weight, you're going to be, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be a deeper reasoning and, and, you know, mine is, I, I truly do want to help people and being able to make a living doing that's awesome. And I think what's really, uh, contributed to my success has been just every single day, you know, consistently, like there was a period of time where I was posting twice on Instagram every single day for like, you know, I, oh, I think it was like almost like 500, 600 days, like every single day posting on Instagram. Um, and, and that obviously, eventually led to me figuring out something that people really resonated with and, and kind of had some viral posts, which obviously helped with building a following on that platform. But that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't posting every single day doing it. Um, So that's what, that's what I always tell people uh, just because it's funny. Like, you know, you said I built a incredibly successful business, but like, I don't feel like I've even earned any type of like business owner, entrepreneur title at all at this point, just because I'm so new to it. Um, but I think that if I can look back on what's helped me be the most successful, I think anytime I've had success, it's come from doing something repeatedly with the focus of wanting to help people and really, you know, scaling the unscalable in terms of answering people's questions who DM me, emails, doing all of that, just providing as much value as I can. Love that. Okay, so I, I'm not sure that you agree with me about the way I've heard this story, but I've heard that you are the father of the fitness infographic. Tell us that story. <laughs> I will say that I am like the 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 co-founder, the co-founder. of the Instagram infographic. Because so I posted something. It was like a comparison between two pieces of bread. Um, and it was like a calorie comparison. I was just showing how like, just because something says it's healthy or whatever, whole grains, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be as conducive for weight loss as another you know, piece of bread. And that one you know, went kind of, it was p- pretty popular. It was definitely my most popular Instagram post. Um, and Jordan actually saw it and said, dude, you need to keep posting those, like post more of those. And so I started making more calorie comparisons. And um, I think my, like, I think I ended up gaining, I, I made one post that was comparing like McDonald's uh, like a McDonald's meal or whatever, like a, a normal McDonald's meal versus like a healthy one. And it was like 500 calorie difference or something. Um, and people were just surprised by it because they thought the healthier one would be better. Um, and that one went like viral and somebody with a bigger account, like reshared it. And I went from like having like 10,000 followers to like 50 or 60,000 followers wow. in like a month. Now, how long, like crazy. Have, how long have how you fast? been posting so then, up to that point? Probably, um, I was just posting regular stuff, uh, probably for like, probably okay. two to three months, um, and and slowly growing, but obviously not at the rate at that point. But then uh, Jordan then asked me again. He's like, "Oh yeah, so so how are you making these infographics?" And so then he actually the host started creating more of like the informative ones. I would say like the, you know, how to lose fat ones, right? Where it shows like the, all that stuff. And so then we kind of both started doing it, and then obviously uh, the graphics started blowing up, and a lot of people kind of started making them, which is awesome. Got it. So. 
So your best advice for coaches who want to build a successful business. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it just goes back to, you have to go into this first off expecting that it's going to take a lot of time before you see a return. Um, and you're going to have to put a lot of effort in and, and not, you know, and that's just the way it's going to be. It might be longer for some people. It might be shorter for others, but that, you know, it's going to take time. And I think um, along with that, knowing that it's going to take time, the best thing that you can do is just to stay consistent with creating content and making yourself relevant in that way. Um, but just helping go into this with the goal of helping as many people as possible, whether it's creating a post for people, it's answering a single person's message. Um, it's creating a blog post, whatever it is that you like to do um, or, or feel that you have the best ability to help people do, do that. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's not like scientific or anything, but I, I truly believe that the more good you put out in the world and the more selfless you are with helping people, um, the more you get in return. Um, and, and people notice that, right? People can tell the difference between someone who's genuinely trying to help help you and someone who's sort of trying mm. to, to sell you, right? Um, or trying to get you, get you to buy something. And so my thing is just like be genuine and, and want to help people. Because if you don't want to help people, then it might not be the right thing to do, right? If you don't want to help people with fitness, this might not be the right thing. If you're just yeah. trying to make money, probably do yeah, something probably, else. Probably do um, something else. It's, that's, a really, it's, that's really good advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so. very good advice. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Carter. And, you know, I love how like yeah. that first part is yeah. so much like fitness. Like that whole consistency and it's going to take longer than you think. And you got to just keep working, even if you're not seeing immediate mm-hmm. results. It's oh, so it's... much like fitness. It's just like yeah. it. Yeah. Fitness and business. Yeah. Fitness and business are like, there are so many exact parallels. It really is. It really is. Okay. Let's do mm-hmm. a quick speed round before I let you go here. So, yes. so Christmas okay, or New Year's on. Eve, I'm which so do you like better? New Year's. New really? Year's. My son said the same thing. Yeah. Mondays or Fridays, mm-hmm. which is your favorite? Fridays. Fridays. Cardio or mm-hmm. weights? Oh, weights. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hate cardio. Wait, but I thought twice. you were super speedy and elusive. <laughs> I am. That doesn't. I, it's a, that. That's different. That's high intensity. That's just. That's just oh, a gift. Oh. That's not. That's not trained. <laughs> that's just a gift. <laughs> Got it. Got it. What's yeah. your favorite exercise? Um. This is going to be some dumbbell yeah. shoulder press. What's your, what's your Pretty least basic. favorite I love exercise? It. Like, like, you know, you, oh you know, gosh. you should probably. be doing it, but you don't like it. Probably yeah. squats. Squats. I just hate, them. <laughs> I hate squats. <laughs> They're up there for me too. Although Bulgarian split squats, those are my total yeah. least those are pretty are terrible also. The reason I hate Bulgarian split squats is because you have to do one leg and knee. Yeah, I know. So even when, when you're getting to That's the, the last worst part about those. first leg, you know, you still got to go all over again. Yeah. I agree. It is mentally challenging. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you could be coached by anyone dead or alive on anything, who would it be and why? And what would you want to learn from them? I would say Hemingway oh, on writing. Uh just because I don't know, like I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty good writer, but like, there's like a whole world of like writing and communication in that way that, I mean, like writing has like, is one of those things that has like stood you know, the test of time and it's always going to be relevant in, in different ways. Um, and so I don't know, like that, just like 
I think that that would be just a really cool just to like get inside of his mind and and just how he communicates with people just because I kind of think of him as one of the best authors obviously in writing. Now, have you always liked um, to write? Have you always so. kind of had a talent in that way, or has it just developed as you've had to write for producing fitness content? It's funny, like I've never really written for passion. It's always just been for like school and academics, but I've always done well with writing classes and, and any time I've had to write a report, um, you know, I've gotten like good marks from like my professors and stuff. Um, but it's funny how things change when you're writing content or writing for like uh, like a for just a general audience about a topic um, because, you know, grammar is not necessarily the most important thing and, and everything like that. Um, but I've always felt like I have a, a pretty good talent for it, but it's one of those things where what I love about writing is it's truly something where you can get better and better and better. Um, and obviously some people may always be better writers than other people, but I, everyone can learn how to become uh, a great writer. I think maybe mm -hmm. not an excellent writer, but like a, a really you know a great writer just through repetition and effort. Whereas it's not that necessarily the same for like, a, like yeah. basketball or even like, you know, bodybuilding or something. Love that. So what's your proudest moment? Oh man, like in any, any area, area topic. any topic, any time in your life, proudest moment or a proud proudest moment. moment. If you can't think oh, of the gosh, most, yeah. okay, a I'll proud think of... moment. Sometimes gosh. it's hard to find like the most of anything. Yeah, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, I would say probably, um, honestly, probably whenever I had a client, my, my first client testimonial I posted. Um, it was one of those moments where like, I had worked with this person for like six months and they had like lost like 30 pounds and had a ton of success and like, were super happy. And it was like the first moment where I was like, holy crap, like I just Aww. helped this person I change their life. Um, and that was, that was like one of those, it was like the first moment, like it clicked and like, I knew that, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what yeah. I need to be doing. Um, just because it, you know. Obviously, I was super happy for them, but selfishly, it made me feel really good. Yeah. Them, right. Um, and so, yeah. So I would say that's probably that's one of my fantastic. proudest moments. All right. What's your favorite word? Yeah. Favorite word? Uh, <laughs> Do you use that a lot? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I use it a lot, and the reason I love that word was because I thought I came what? up with it, and then I discovered it was <laughs> a real word. I thought I came up with it. Gobbledygook. <laughs> I've never heard it. I never heard it. And then like I spelled it on, in, on like on my iPhone and it was an actual word. I was like, holy crap, I'm a genius. I must have just, I thought that's what I said. But really, it was probably more so. I, I heard it. I heard it at some yeah. point. I forgot I heard it and then acted like it. So uh, yeah, that's well, probably my favorite word right now. It's always changing. It and then it caught on. That, that exactly. Could be, that might have been it. Like, like that, with Siri. Siri that or something. could be how it went it. down. You're recording me. So Carter, thanks yeah. so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You're such a good sport for coming back on after my tech problems last time. Oh, absolutely. You're a good guy. Oh, I think my fault. <laughs> so where can people find you if they are looking to connect with you? Yeah, so um, right now I pretty much have all my social media as Carter Good. So it's Instagram. My, my username is Carter Good. Um, my website's cartergood.com. Um, Twitter's Carter Good. YouTube, if you search Carter Good, you're, you're going to find my channel. Um, those are really the main places where I'm at right now. Uh, but I would definitely say Instagram and my website are, are the All two right. big ones. And we, so just, just type in my name, Carter. Good, and starting January there, so. 1st on your stories, daily videos. Yeah. Yeah. Now you gotta, now do, gotta do them. them now it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be real. So. All right, Carter. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Thank you for having Take me back care. on. Bye. Yeah.
that wraps it up for this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. A couple of things. If you enjoyed the episode, if you learned something, if you found value in it, go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, it would mean a great deal to me if you would give me a five-star rating and leave a comment. It helps so that other people can hear this episode. Got a lot of great guests coming up in the near future. So hope you'll be here to hear them.